sports, but we came here to win. The most legit podcast, that's why we know you're tuning in. We cover the biggest news, we underdogs, but we can't lose. So trust the process, yes you, because we got Chris and Anshu to bless you. With the best features, best stories, we diving deep like a Lambo leak. Wake up, kid, and stop snoring, we on point just like this beat. Bring the passion like the dog pound. In the cold, get a gold brand. Sit back and raise the cat, because we start this show like right now. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Underdog, Chris Warwardale, joined by Anshu Ghana. Anshu. Chris. How you doing? Ah, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been better, <laughs> but I've been worse too, so it is what it is. Can I tell you, I took a little dramatic pause in there and I'm really re- going to regret it when I go back to edit the show. Why is that? Oh, it's just going to feel like there's it's too long between dialogue. It's just, you know, the, the behind the curtains technical mm. aspects of it is... It's a nightmare. Um, we have, we've got, it's really not. No. We've got some stuff to talk about today. Uh, it is Pro Bowl week after all. I've got Bavada Sportsbook open in front of me. But before we, <laughs> thanks for letting me get through that. Oh my God. Before I get to that, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that happened to me today. Okay. I I was out running errands and, and uh, I, I was, you know, I went to Walmart to pick some stuff up and I was coming out of, the, I don't know why I mentioned that. It's a free plug for Walmart because um, they treat their employees well. Yeah. They deserve it. They definitely need our business and uh, would absolutely pay us for that opportunity. Yeah. It was completely irrelevant to the story too. And honestly, <laughs> I, you know, I would, you know, wish I hadn't said it, but it did. Now we've talked about all that. But uh, I ended up, I was coming out of the grocery store, our local Safeway here in California and uh, putting my stuff in the, putting my groceries in the back of my car mm-hmm. and somebody addresses me and says hey are you done with that and i'm like what Your and car? then i realized this person wa- yes <laughs> i was being carjacked is the moral of the story <laughs> i'm doing this from the hospital i was stabbed multiple times but no the the person wanted my cart and th- like i i was thinking to myself I can't remember the last time that happened. And also, what's wrong with you, sir? There's plenty of clean cards. Yeah. What were they <laughs> thinking? That's I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an oddity. Um, yeah. I mean, I would be going out of my way not to use someone else's card at this stage. So, yeah. Weird. For sure. There is a very clear place where you put back the used carts and they get sanitized. And then you, you, know, you, you can use one of the clean ones. But I guess what the moral of this story is, and the, the, the troubling moral of all of it, is that for a lot of people, coronavirus is over. And uh, for the rest of us, that's the reason it's not going to be for a while. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's a good way of summarizing it, especially in your state where, um, well, I mean, really everywhere, we've got some relaxed rules here as well. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, the thing is, like, if everyone was following all the other sort of guidances then we'd be fine but you know and even i don't know even even in that scenario like that's obviously bad but it's okay to open things up in my mind as long as you're following Mm -hmm. things smartly but that seems like the kind of person who doesn't follow things smartly and so um yeah yeah yeah, we technically just came out of a stay-at-home order it was technically just lifted last week but it did it, it was in you know in technicality only i don't think i saw any change once the uh the most recent stay-at-home order went into effect 
Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's different here, obviously, because it's so much colder. And um, that's you true. Know, we had like four inches of snow yesterday. And so, oh, I mean, it's, it's just a different thing because people are already reticent to go outside as it is. <laughs> and then um, with the weather, I mean, and then, you know, obviously with COVID, I, I still think where we are in Chicago, it's, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's its own whole ball of wax and uh, yeah. i can't imagine with the weather being better how hard it is to keep people from you know i mean it's totally understandable to be impatient and to be mm-hmm. um to just sort of be sick of everything you know and so like but you know going we're all just bringing the everything. story right right but bring the story full circle like to go i mean that's just like a willful ignorance of the issues at hand to like go and try to take your cart right after you were done with it. Did you give it to him? I'm I'm curious. I I said go for it if you want it, but like, yeah, like, like you pushed I, it. I would have happily put it away. Yeah, yeah. Like like he, you know, I, he said, "Are you done with that?" I said, "If you want it, go for it." He took it from. Is there any chance wants. he was an employee? No, no shot, okay. no shot. Unless they have a very weird and relaxed dress code at Safeway for the employees. I was gonna say I was I was really hoping for that aha moment there, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and then sanitized it deeply. And at the end of the day, I'm really proud of how everyone uh, handled this. But <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm just I'm I, I'm I'm ready to be done too. I think everybody's ready to be done, mm-hmm. but we have to actually be done in yeah. order to do that yeah yeah we're, we're... and i'm and i'm gonna be on a plane in uh, what day is it 12 days wow. that's crazy yeah i mean i'm sure we have plenty of listeners that you know have been doing that and uh you know we've had visitors here that have come into town on planes and um subsequently gotten tested i mean i it's still no. i don't know it's it's uh there are certain places and things I would be avoiding even, you know, with the idea that things are getting sort of better plateauing in certain ways. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard to wrap your head around it and uh, around like the lack of behavioral changes, you know, like, I mean, you're just going out of your way to be a jerk at this point. If you're, you know, (laughs) if you're doing stuff like that. Yeah. I will say, I think people around here have been a lot better about actually, wearing their masks and wearing their masks appropriately because you know at the beginning mm-hmm. there were the the non-conformist uh, i'll leave it at non-conformist and not add to that that yes. characterization mm-hmm. and uh who would you know wouldn't cover their nose or would wear it on their chin or whatever nonsense but that that seems to be uh having gone away yeah and you mentioned the the precautionary aspect of it there's a lot of that in my house because of our situation. Mm-hmm. I I'm going to be sleeping in the guest room when I when I come back. Then I'm going to get rapid tested after three days. Then again after five days, and only then am I actually going back to my actual bedroom, your actual quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look. We we all have certain um, exposures, obviously, but that's yours is obviously a special circumstance. I still think that. You know that, like you guys are are being real smart about it in the way that I think a lot of us, and I say us, including ourselves. <laughs> you know, we all should. If we if we were taking those kind of precautions, we wouldn't be in this place right now. Needless to say, well, you're all bastards. But yeah, moving on. 
<laughs> uh, moving on, we. Well, I guess I guess the easiest way to segue into what I want to talk about next is to talk about what's just happened. Your Green Bay Packers lose to the lose to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the conference championship. What'd you think of this game? Oh man, I mean, so they played Week Six and they played again here, obviously in the NFC title game. And the idea to me when I when we're looking at last week's game previewing it was like that week six game was an anomaly and Mm -hmm. i felt like this last game was an anomaly too and and i mean that on both way on both sides so like i think that if that game gets played you know 10 times i like i I truly think that the packers win more than they lose but i also think that the game would play out differently i mean tom brady throws Mm -hmm. three picks you tell me tom brady throws under three interceptions you know the backers are winning um especially with only one interception on rogers and but, you know, you get the fumble by Aaron Jones. You have some weirdness with play calling and not going no. for it, going for how it. Did we fe- how did we stuff. feel about that fourth down call? Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I think that every every talking head in America has already said that Malfoy should have gone for it. You have Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, watching the way that, that game played out, especially at the end of that drive, it was not easy for the Packers to move the ball. The yardage might mm-hmm. say otherwise. And I, you know... There's, there's two ways of looking at it. Either you can say, like, oh, you're going to have to make a stop anyway, so you might as well go for it and then get the stop if you don't get the first down, or, yeah, if you don't get the touchdown. Or, you know, as opposed to kicking the field goal and then having that issue. I don't know. It was it was a whole mess. So I'm, I don't know. I, I think that I, I'm okay with it. The analytics say, you know, win percentage was basically even after that play. I think that it was fine, um, and I'm not I'm not super upset about it. And that all leads to, uh, at the end of the day, the the Bucks now three and a half point underdogs for the Super Bowl next weekend. But we're not going to talk too much about that now. I think there's going to be plenty of time to discuss the Super Bowl next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to talk about is uh, the future of of your Green Bay Packers in the next couple of seasons. You know, Aaron Rodgers was wavering a little bit about whether or not he'll be continuing to wear the, I don't know, green and yellow of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, It does seem like some of that is just posturing in order to better his situation, I suppose. What do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I I think that he's a lock to come back next year. I would be absolutely shocked if he gets traded. 99.9% he'll be a Packer in 2021. The contract that they have currently for him is situated so that they can get out from the, his mm. deal after next year via trade with minimal of a cap hit. But I still think yeah. that, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all, depending on how the salary cap changes here this year. And, and the rumor is that it's coming down to 175. I've, is, seen one eight, I've seen 180. It's going to go to 180. 180 is like, that's a big difference, though. You know, I mean, yeah. $5 million a year is like... So either way, I, I think assuming that it's 180, I, I think that it benefits both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to push out the guarantees into 2022. Because look, here's the deal. When you draft Jordan Love, I think that you're thinking, A, Rodgers doesn't have the season he did. B, mm. you know, you'd have a full, at least maybe not a full training camp, but you'd be able to train him. You'd be able to really see what you've got in Jordan Love. Over the course of the season, he was never good enough in their eyes to be even active for a single game this year. He wasn't good right. enough to be their backup. I mean, Jalen Hurts <laughs> was. 
And so, you know, it, just to draw that comp to, you know, young quarterbacks. And so I, I think to me that's like that's the sign that he is so away, far away from being mm. their guy. And Aaron Rodgers is so much better than they expected that this, you know, when they drafted him, the hope was, you know, the only way that Jordan Love doesn't end up being their guy soon. I mean, basically the only way Aaron Rodgers is there longer is if he has a Tom Brady-esque season, similar to like the Brady Garoppolo situation. That's exactly what's happened, you know, right. in my mind. I mean, I feel like they're t- Aaron Rodgers has had that Tom Brady season, and I don't see the Packers moving on from him this year for sure and probably not next year either. Well, you mentioned the potential out after next season. They'd be able to get out of that contract with only $17 million of dead cap spread over two years. So right. not only. terrible. Well, <laughs> not uh, well. trust me, as a— as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that is a dream number to get out of your quarterback's contract. But that's fair. But it does seem like Rodgers wants a new deal. If you're Rodgers, and do do you agree that getting a new deal is going to be the thing that keeps him in Green Bay? I I mean, not necessarily. Like I think do you that think he stays without a new deal. He's got. I mean, because he has he has three basically one ten left on his contract. Yeah, I, like I don't. Would you mean like he thinks he should be given more than what he currently is earning? Well, what I think, and you know, or just more guarantees. This is where I think we things get interesting. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers says, "Guarantee the rest of my contract." Oh man, I don't, I don't see him doing that. I I don't. I I think he was pretty pissed off by the Jordan Love thing, and I think this might be his reaction to that. It's like, oh, you you wanted to get rid of me? Oh, well, if I'm gonna stay you are going to be locked into me. And there's a lot of anger about this contract now that we're talking about it yeah. in your household. People are yes. not happy. Uh, he does uh, not agree with your your assessment, which is, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think that that's like, that's like the hot idea right now. Maybe not the fully guaranteed, but just the idea that they would, you know, restructure it in a way that is, gives Rogers more guaranteed money. Of course, I, I just don't see it. I don't think that he feels like he necessarily has the leverage. And I, I don't know that he feels like incentivized to move on in terms of like he has a he doesn't have a no trade clause the way that Deshaun Watson does. So mm-hmm. say he goes to, you know, Brian Gutekinds and Mark Murphy this week and says, I'm, you know, guarantee my money or I'm holding out. The Packers then say, all right, fine, we'll trade you. We're going to trade you to like Siberia, you know, we'll trade you to the AFC, the worst team in the AFC that we get. We'll trade you to, you know, because he has no control over that. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, first of all, he's multiple times talked about being like a Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan esque figure where he's on the same team forever. Obviously that ship right. probably has sailed, but on the other hand, like he, he has, you know, he, I don't think that he really wants to be vilified in that way. And secondly, I don't think that he thinks, I mean, maybe he's the ultimate competitor and thinks he doesn't matter who his coach is, he'll be fine anywhere. But, you know, if you tie him together with, like, John Gruden or, you know, Urban Meyer, whoever the case may be, is he mm-hmm. really going to feel like I'm I'm in a great spot to continue to be great as I'm 38 years old learning a new offense and entirely new culture? 
I mean, I don't. But at, I don't at the same time, does he want to live through? You know, he he is nearing the end of this career. I mean, and granted, Brady's playing at a high level at forty three, and I don't know if Rogers wants to go to that point. It seems like he probably doesn't want to go that long. But I don't think so. Yeah. It is perfectly reasonable to think that he is going to be a very high level quarterback through the end of his contract, which is his age forty season. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't. I don't know. I I wonder if he if it because I think we all agree. That drafting Jordan Love pissed him off and hurt him. Yeah, I, I, I For wonder sure. if he, if he's in a place where it's like, okay, if you want me to commit to staying here, then I need you to commit to me because he's already wants, committed uh, he, to staying there, though. But he, but That's he's not. He's, he a, no he's Aaron. He's Aaron. Sure he, he does. No he's leverage. Aaron Rodgers. What's his sure leverage? He does. What's his his, leverage? his leverage is I don't want to play for you anymore. Who gives a shit? Honestly, from it, their perspective, well, who, they're like, all right, sit your ass on the bench, or else we'll. But trade you can't you to do the that. Table. What do but you mean? You can't, you can't do that. Because, first of all, getting hot, and I like it. But <laughs> you, you can't well, do that. Well, it just doesn't make sense. He has no leverage. It, but it does. He, it, it, he has leverage. He has leverage because he's Aaron Rodgers. And this no team sense. does not. You don't. You don't treat superstars bad. You don't do it. It, mean, it ruins your. It ruins how other people perceive your franchise. I mean, if you if you treat Aaron Rodgers like shit. That next guy is not signing with you. That's just how it is. That's how it is in football. It's a boys club. They see how organizations treat their players. I mean, the Packers have given... First of all, I don't think the Packers at any point have treated him poorly, minus the idea No, but, of, but trading him to, trading him to you know, Houston or something like that is. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that, why that would be. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're the Packers, honestly, if they were to say, hey, Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers, you do that in... Less than a second, if you're the oh, Packers. Of course. I'm, I mean, yeah, so, you, but yeah, you, you kind of have to deal with that because you're getting a better player in return, uh, and a ooh. guy who. <laughs> well, well, okay, a, a more valuable player. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean that's okay, that's look. fair. Rogers is better. Yeah, I mean, I I I just think that I think what we're talking about here is is moot because I don't think Rogers doesn't want to be that guy. The Packers don't want to be that team, and I th- I he he does not truthfully contractually have any leverage like he can say he wants out or he feels like he's being treated poorly everyone knows the second they drafted Jordan Love like that was a sign that you know they treated this as a business now Rogers up to Zanti he sat on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and I completely agree with this sentiment his only leverage is his is his quality of play and he played mm-hmm. better than any other player in the league this year period yeah, and sure. I think that that's like that the Packers know that, like, for the next two years, I mean, you don't know at all what you have in Jordan Love, just to bring the point full circle. Like, he, they didn't trust him to start over Tim Boyle as their backup, active backup. <laughs> that is the most damning with action, you know, thing they could do. And so I think that they, like, Rodgers does hold the leverage in that, like, if they want to just tank it, then sure, they can, you know, they can go with Jordan Love. But basically, I like, even the CEO, Mark Murphy, came out yesterday and said, we'd be idiots for Rodgers not to be a Packer. And he, he didn't say how long that would last. But I think that, I I think the Packers will restructure the deal as it currently stands. I think they'll add guarantees to it. I think they'll add guarantees to 2022, but still put themselves in a position where if Jordan Love impresses over the course of the year and or if Rodgers gets hurt or his play regresses, Mm-hmm. They will be in a position to move on from Rogers next offseason. Okay, let, let let me play something out. You're you're the Green Bay Packers front office. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and we're negotiating a deal here. Uh, I'm going to say I want 
I want 2023 locked in, <clears throat> completely guaranteed if I hit 4,400 yards passing and 30 touchdowns in 2022. Mm. I like that. I mean, I think that benefits everyone. Um, Although it, it does de-incentivize the, uh, the team to throw the ball at the end of the season. Right, right. And Which we've definitely true. seen before, too. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I think, you know, like, I I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to gauge because I'm I'm so close to to having a root. I mean, I have a rooting interest here, so mm. it's hard. But I also like I'm just trying to take a step back and understand where you know where he would stand. I and like watching almost every one of his press conferences and his radio show every week. I I truly do think that like he doesn't want to piss anyone off and he wants to do really good by the, the franchise. And I think they want to do good by him. You know, mm-hmm. I like, I, I do get that sense. And I think that Jordan love that pick was really them just saying like, Hey, if you, if you go down a road that we don't like, like we are in this position right now where we like the guys we have. And yeah. this guy is just clearly the best player on our board. You can criticize who that, like we all can and have criticized who that player is, but you know, for them, they felt like Jordan love was a top, I'm assuming like a top 10 type talent that happened to fall to them. And so uh, I, I they tried think, to recreate Rogers Favre. Exactly. Only with a clearly a worse player. And let's not, you know, reduce the importance of them trading up for him. That mm-hmm. was, that was kind of the real you know, sort of nail in the coffin to me. That would be disrespectful. That would hurt Rogers. But again, like let's bring this full circle to the, to the Brady Garoppolo thing. Cause I, I do think that the comps are very valid here. Like it, if Rogers stays healthy, I, there is no way that you can look at this and say, at any point, if assuming he has a, even a somewhat similar season to this, how can you move on from him for Jordan Love next year after this? Right. Like assuming he's healthy, I mean, I think that they're in a perfect spot to where they just are probably hoping for Jordan Love to get on the field so they can so they can build some trade value because right now Love is like I would assume where Josh Rosen was or or you know or just Ugh. like. A player that probably above that, but just like let's hope a player, a player no one. Look, let's hope he's more Jacoby Brissett in uh, in New England. <laughs> there you go. But you know he hasn't taken a snap, like no no preseason, no anything. So no one has any. Like you'd basically be trading for him based on what you where you had him last year, right? I mean for that's sure. the only thing you can go off of. Yeah, minus value because he showed nothing. Right. And minus value because he's a year older. I mean, that's a right. part of that has to be a part of the calculus. So yeah, you're you're a year closer to making a decision on that contract. Exactly, exactly. And you know, the Packers are in that spot too because they did use a first and a third or whatever it took to get up there, um, first and an early fourth to get him. And so you know, they also are in that place where they're like, the clock's ticking on our evaluation of him as well. And so I, you know, and then the other thought is like, if you're the Colts or whoever else would maybe consider trading for him, I, like. You got to think that 49ers, 49ers, 49ers for the, for love. No, for Rogers. Oh, I'm talking about for love. Oh, I love. I don't think, I don't think there's a big trade market for love. There's no. And that's the other, that's the thing. Like if you're a team, you wouldn't be like, oh, we want to trade for love because the Packers are then saying basically like, yeah, he's not the guy we thought he was. And now you're, you know, there's, it's driving the car off the lot, you know, and it's, it's a, I don't know. I think that, I think the Packers found themselves in almost like a best slash worst case scenario with, with Jordan Love. So over the last three years, Aaron Rodgers has averaged 4,247 uh, 4, yards passing and 33 touchdowns. Let's say 
let's say that the the agreement is, uh, as you sort of alluded to, and maybe stretching it a bit, that we'll, we'll shift guarantees into 2022, making sure that he's not going to be cut after that 2021 offseason. Mm-hmm. He, come, he comes to you and says, okay, this is how we're going to do it. 2021, 2022 are going to be guaranteed. 2020, or, or sorry, whatever, uh, 2023, right. Yeah. Yeah, 2023 is guaranteed if I throw for 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns. Do you say yes or no? Uh, no. that's 30 touchdowns is like nothing these days. I mean, 30 I think- touchdowns is nothing, but he has never been a big touchdown guy. He's only thrown, so 48 this year is obviously a huge number. 26 last year, 25 the year before, 16 the year before, granted injuries. I was going to say, Four, yeah. 40 the year before. All right, let's say 32 touchdowns, mm. which is, I, he's only thrown over 32 touchdowns, one, two, three, four, five times in his entire career. That's shocking to me, but there are obviously some missed games in there. I mean, fine, 32. So you're saying if he does that in 2021, it fully guarantees. 2022. Oh, you're saying if he does that in 2022, then yes. invests his 2023 deal. Fully guaranteed. So the, literally I mean, the next season. See, that's the interesting thing about that is he that's his age 40 season at that point, it is. I believe. And, you know, at that point, you're starting to think like, okay, even if he does, you know, he's basically, that's basically what Ben Roethlisberger put up this year, I would guess, without looking at the numbers or, or Philip Rivers or something. And I think, you know, everyone's okay on both those franchises moving on from those two guys. You know, like, I'm, I, and I think that, I, like, that would just 40, be... 4,200 yards, which, which, by the way, is what Aaron Rodgers put up this year, basically, was good for seventh in the NFL in passing. Yeah, and you got to think that it'll decrease by then. If, I mean, depending on how many more quarterbacks are running. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I you know, I think that's a fair deal, really. I, like... Because that means the Packers have committed to him, and he's played probably all sixteen games. And, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, yeah, I like. I think that's like a good faith move. It's unconventional, but it's in, it's definitely interesting. And I think that that would be a good way to sort of bridge the gap. But it also creates what you kind of alluded to, which is a potential animosity late in the season of like, oh, they you know they bench me for a game or two, so I wouldn't hit my incentives. You know, if right. you made it on a per game basis. And said you had That's to start at least 14 games or something to, to kind of marry the two. I think that would be even more interesting. By the way, uh, neither Rivers nor Roethlisberger would have uh, triggered the guaranteed contract the for Orwell next season. Corollary. If <laughs> yeah, if neither one of them would have. And hmm. honestly, not a lot of one, two, three, four, five six players in the NFL, seven players in the NFL would have, and wow. one of them is Aaron Rodgers. And one of them's Tom Brady, I would imagine. One of them is Tom Tom Brady all, you know, all the way near the top in passing yards. We didn't have a 5,000-yard passer for the first time in a couple of seasons, but Deshaun Watson number 1 at 48-23 wow. and uh and 33 touchdowns. That guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> and he uh I saw um some some rumor today about what they would potentially be asking for for Watson. <laughs> Let's pause on that for one sec, because okay. okay. I just want to wrap up Aaron Rodgers, because sure. Bavada does have a future for where Aaron Rodgers is going to be okay. next season. And we've also got uh, one for one other quarterback, though, why Deshaun Watson isn't on this list. I, I'm i not sure, um, but the the odds 
at Bavada for where Aaron Rodgers will be playing his season next year. The Packers, the heavy favorites at plus 500, uh, sorry, minus 550. The 49ers, number two at plus 800. The Saints, plus 850. The Patriots, plus nine. The Colts, plus 1,000. Steelers, 12. Raiders, 12. This is, this feels like, you know, it's the Packers and it's a boring bet. Yeah, I mean, it's boring and you'd have to basically put your money away for, you know, however many months, eight months Mm -hmm. or whatever, but it's going to be realized when he's starting week one for Green Bay. I mean, there's just no way that I foresee, unless things really bog down or he gets hurt. I mean, even if he does get hurt, I mean, things would really, really have to go south. Or, and I wouldn't totally rule this part out of it, or the Packers just get absolutely blown away by an offer. But even then, what are the chances you think Brian Gutekinds is like, yeah, you know what? I don't care that the Niners are in our conference. We'll take those four first-rounders. Like, there is no right. chance. There are There is no amount of picks and players that would be enough to trade Aaron Rodgers in conference to a, a rival. And no, I, I agree with that. So. It, it, it would have to be, you know, it would really have to be, of the teams that are listed, the Colts or the Patriots, and I don't know about, I don't know about Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick trying to coexist for three years. Yeah. <laughs> I would love, I, w- I mean, if he was going somewhere, I think everyone would like to see what it would be like for him to go with Belichick. But also, like, come on, you're right. He, there's, given what Rodgers is, as we've all seen, like, he, there is just no chance he could get along with Belichick for that long. Yeah, or Josh McDaniels, for that matter. God, no. No way. And he's, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, apparently. He is not. Um, what were we talking about, Watson? Oh, just... Um, well, actually, I think it was it was Watson or it was Watson. So the the idea would be that they're looking for two firsts and a second. Is a, is I can't that remember. seems low to me. Seems very low to me. And then I also saw that the Niners are looking at Matt Stafford for a for a twenty twenty two first and a twenty twenty one second, and that's all well, it would take for Stafford. That's that's crazy. There are Bavada does have odds for where Matt Stafford's going to end up as well. He's the other quarterback that I was alluding to. Uh, the 49ers are, in fact, the favorites there of where Matt Stafford will play game one of the 2020, 2020, uh, 2021 season. Yeah. Uh, he, they're the favorites at plus 325. The Broncos plus 450. The Colts plus 450. The Lions plus 550. So actually, the, there's three teams above his current team, which makes sense since you know that that uh, that breakup has already happened and yep. it seems to be mutual. Mm-hmm. The Patriots at plus five. Uh, another. I, just, I don't I don't know if I like that fit. The the football team at plus six fifty, I do happen to like that fit with Ron oh, Rivera. The that. Colts at plus nine with Joe Brady is interesting. The oh. Raiders at plus a thousand. The Rams at plus eleven. The Texans at plus twelve. Wow, I love. I some of those are really interesting. So the the only team that you'd be basically getting a quarterback back from in that, or maybe there are a few of them in there towards the bottom. So you're looking mm-hmm. at like a Stafford and picks for Watson type deal. I think that is one to watch out for, hmm. but um, just you because think Detroit thinks they're that close. I don't, or I, do you just, if you can add Deshaun Watson, you add Deshaun Watson to figure the rest out. I, exactly. And I think it's more the other way around. I think Houston oh. is looking for a franchise. It's a Kawhi type. Leonard trade. Exactly. Yes. And you don't, I mean, you never see trades in the NFL really anyway, but like to make it, I don't know to make to to get a guy on a team that already has a lot of veteran talent. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst move for them. I think if they were trying to bridge that gap, and of course Stafford, one of the many home states that he claims is Texas. So, 
Um, Stafford is Texas. He does feel like a Texas guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he that, that would that, be that fits good. I like that fit a lot, actually. I mean, he, I'm not saying he's gonna. It wouldn't be great for him going forward because I'm not sure that that team is is any better than the Lions teams he's had. I mean, probably slightly, mm-hmm. but you know, I. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're trading Watson and you're trying for a soft landing and not to embarrass yourself, that's not the worst way to go. Yeah, and this does seem like the year where, you know, last year we talked about how ridiculous that wide receiver group was in the draft. And this year it seems to be pretty much on par or maybe slightly deeper with what yeah. people are saying now. Some of the guys coming out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jeremiah has been effusive in his praise of of a lot of guys who, you know, we talked about the wide receivers a little bit ago. And guys that we didn't mention uh, are people that people seem to like a lot, uh, like Deami Brown, like Dwayne Eskridge, like uh, Elijah Moore. Tutu Atwell is a guy who I've seen getting mocked Shy in the Smith. first or second round. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the Senior Bowl is uh, well underway right now, and it's been a quick turnaround from Packers potential Super Bowl to focusing on the Senior Bowl. But yeah. um, Shai Smith is is looking like the truth like uh like you know the mclaurin comps are out there and in terms of taking over a senior bowl not necessarily the play style um and uh you know like you mentioned Eskridge, i i this this class looks both deeper and better at the top than last year's mm-hmm. already which is wild yeah it's we're i mean it makes sense that wide receivers are developing at a faster rate in college football as it is largely mm-hmm. just a passing league now yeah, but true. but this is ridiculous i mean the amount of depth that we're seeing when you're talking about players like, you know, Seth Williams and Tylan Wallace at, in the third round, people oh. like that, it's it's ridiculous. And I don't know that I like some of these guys as much as others do. Jalen Waddle scares the hell out of me mm-hmm. uh, just because that archetype of player has has at at the best been a slow starter in the NFL. That's not a guy who comes out and is a is a major playmaker immediately yes. it takes some time to ramp up we saw with henry ruggs this year we saw with jalen rager this year and you know numerous other quote unquote uh, speed receivers in the past but i know i've been higher on some of these guys and you have you know i love terrace marshall you know i i love nico collins i just man this class is so good and it if is. you're if you're not getting your quarterback a weapon in this class you are doing him a disservice yeah i mean maybe that's what prompts aaron Rodgers to force a trade if they somehow don't come out of this draft with one or two of these guys and this you're totally right like it, it is there's a flavor for everyone i mean Devonta smith is out here not weighing in in part because like he doesn't want to hurt his stock and you know if he were mm. to go in and weigh you know 150 or something insane <laughs> like you know i mean it, it it like it's just what we talked about a few weeks ago where we both think that he's a great player you know like and i think yeah. he hits the ground running as one of the best you know definitely a jefferson-esque ta- you know in terms of um his immediate impact on the league mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. If you're any team, you're thinking, hey, you know what? Why waste this incredibly premium pick, waste, quote unquote, this pick on Devontae Smith when I could just get any of a number of guys in both the second and third round and take, you know, my, my, you know, offensive tackle of the future or cornerback corner or, you know, yeah, a position that's very shallow in the first and then just figure it out down the line. So I think we're in agreement on that. And um, it's the it's a very delicate balance for these receivers because they're all fighting with each other, but at the same time, 
um, you know, the position is such a, of high value and, you know, every team wants to have good ones. It's, it's such a tough, tough call for them. I agree with what you're saying to a point. Uh, the, I, but I think the exceptions are the two top guys, the sort of like the analogies I draw with running backs all the time, where I don't really care about who my running back is unless it's an elite running back. And I think, I think Chase and Smith are the elite guys. I do think Smith is very flavor of the week right now. And he's not, you know, we're seeing him mocked two to the Jets at some point. Like, it's not going to happen. I I think he's going to end up closer to that Jerry Judy range, probably a little bit before it. Mm. Uh, Probably, I'm guessing, like, 8 to 12 when when the draft rolls around. And Jamar Chase will very clearly be the first receiver off the board. Yeah. But... After those two guys, you know, I, I, I might, I probably would wait until, you know, see, see if which of my guys is available at the top of the second round in, you know, in, in Marshall and Collins, or are you willing to gamble on Rondell Moore, who had one of the best freshman seasons that college football's ever seen? Or mm-hmm. are you creative enough to use Kadarius Tony in your offense? Yeah, this is, it's going to be so much fun. And there are just so many. So many field stretching wide receivers too, with with Deami Brown, with Elijah Moore, Anthony Schwartz is. I imagine he's going to be the fastest receiver at the combine this year. If if we have a combine this year, he doesn't. Um, yeah, not as you mean yeah. like the fastest pro day essentially. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. But and pro day. So if it's a pro day time, he's going to run a three point eight six or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. something dumb. It's going to be wild. I agree. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to, it is going to be because of the pro day, because of the fact that we don't have, you know, that, that standardized time. I mean, we don't have the combine this year that, you mm-hmm. know, we're so used to that being really the, the trampoline into the draft. And so, you know, how these teams have scouted these players really not just last year, but the year before, it's gonna it's gonna show itself very quickly, I think, in this NFL, at least in the, over the next two years. And so, you know, there are there are so many guys that opted out, and all these other factors to consider. In addition to the fact that we don't have standardized testing, I I mean, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really really tough for these evaluators. I don't envy their positions. Well, I mentioned that Bavada doesn't have odds yet on where Deshaun Watson's going to end up. If if you were putting odds uh, for Watson's place in twenty twenty one, where are you uh, where are you where are you setting them? Well, he's basically come out and said he wants to go to Miami, and so think, but he's also suggested that the Jets may be a better Jets. fit. Yeah, and I mean because the Jets don't have that number one pick, they might be more interested in moving, you know, moving on and and. You know, again, if Houston is indeed looking for, you know, two firsts, a second, and, you know, and a franchise player is what we said, Mm -hmm. right? Then is that player, Sam Darnold, and then two firsts, meaning a second, the number two overall pick, potentially next year's first? I I mean, I think that's probably a little too much. And then if you go Darnold, the number two, next year's one, and this year's, or next year's two, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, that's that's pretty close, I would think, if you're the Texans. And then I don't think the Dolphins can match it unless the Texans really like Tua. So I would put those two teams at the top just because they've been named. I do think the Lions, that possible Lions thing is interesting, especially because, it, you know, it ships him to the NFC, which matters mm-hmm. in my mind, um, and I'm sure in theirs. And then Yeah, no question. <laughs> and then I think that, you know, I would say the Patriots just because of Casario's link to Belichick, but I think that that also will terrify him for reasons that he probably already knows. And 
Um, and you know, it's in conference. That's, that's probably a tougher pill to swallow. So I, I think that those, those four teams would be the first ones that come to mind to me. I don't know if you've got any others that you had in mind. No, I think you're about right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the WFT try and uh, stick their hat in the ring. Oh, sure. But yeah, it's it that is a shocking omission at Bavada right now because there are going to be a lot of quarterbacks changing teams. I don't know if you saw Schefter's tweet, but Schefter suggested that there could be 18 quarterbacks changing teams this year. Um, I can, yeah, I did at least. He said if, uh, 18 take the over. Well, here I'll I'll give you the list. I'm looking at it right now, and you tell okay. me does this does this quarterback change teams? Oh, we don't need to worry this. about where they're going. Just the quarterback, the official quarterback carousel will come later. But this is a, a precursor to that. Okay. Um, I need to, to mark these down somewhere, and also learn how to say mark. So those two <laughs> things are. Well, the, he well, said 18 teams, right? Or did he say? I thought he said 18 quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, and I I mean I have a list of players right in front of me, so I imagine okay. that's who he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gone. Aaron Rodgers. No. Matt Stafford. Yep. Dak Prescott. No. Sam Darnold. Mm. Kind of ties with the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably probably not. I could see them just using two on fields and then just having both. Eh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Shoot, that's that's a total coin. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say he's okay. Gone. By the way, I want better for Sam Darnold than to be the Texans' next quarterback. Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. No offense, Texans fans. Maybe Carson Colts. Wentz. Colts. Um, no. Agreed. Goff. No, I think they'd love for him to be gone, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Garoppolo. Yes. Bears. Cam, Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean. If he can yeah, find, no. if he can find somewhere, yeah, he won't be on the Te- Patriots. Teddy Bridgewater, no. Mitch Trubisky, no. Yes. Uh, James Winston, no. You think he's the starter in New uh, Orleans next year? Well, he'll at least be there. He'll at least be in that conversation. I, think. I mean, it's not going to be Taysom Hill. I think we all know that. Yeah, I um, think they could easily roll into next year with those two guys and, you know, either a draft pick or something else. Yeah. Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I think he's gone. Alex Smith? Yeah, if he's... Is he going to play somewhere? I doubt it. I think he's just going to retire. Uh, Roethlisberger? No. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. All right, well, I gave you 15. You said eight of them are changing teams, so more than half. And certainly some guys left off that list as well. Tua Tungo Vailoa. Well, Rivers is already Rivers. Gone. Tua. Uh, yeah. I think Tua is staying. I, like, I, think that, I think that dies cast. Yeah, I mean, unless they, obviously, unless they trade for Watson. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know where they, how that sort of manifests itself. I, I think the other kind of interesting team to me is the Raiders. I don't think you mentioned Carr. Carr, yeah. I don't know what their situation is with him, but he's, like, it feels like they hit the end of their road with him last year in my mind. I mean, I think what Schefter said was there are, I believe it was Schefter, maybe it was somebody Mm -hmm. else, but there are 10, like, quarterback teams that have quarterbacks that you feel like, yep, he'll definitely be their starter next year. And I don't believe that included Aaron Rodgers. So I I do think that that's a certainty, but all right. So that's 11. 
11 out the actual, of 32. The actual tweet here, there are roughly 10 quarterbacks locked to starting jobs for opening day of 2021 season. This is expected to be an unprecedented offseason of quarterback movement. My over-under uh, of teams changing quarterbacks this offseason is 18, and I will go with the over. That's, I mean... Bananas. <laughs> that's bananas, and I just, I think that that's, that's a little bit... Uh... That's a little bit much out of Shefty in my mind, but we'll see. That would be, do you, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts? I think it's that? about 18, right. And 18. I, I think it's about right. And I'll tell you what, I know that you're, you're down on Derek Carr. I am not. Derek Carr, while there were some inconsistencies, 40, 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions this season. I thought there were times where he looked every bit the franchise quarterback. And I just, I don't think that Las Vegas is the place for him. I don't think that he and John Gruden are a good fit together. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I you know, this is one of the teams that I've been mentioning the whole time. I think it makes perfect sense. I think Derek Carr should be the next quarterback of the New England Patriots. Put him with Bill Belichick, oh, and that is a perfect combination. That's a great fit. No, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't think Derek Carr is a bad player. I just think that his time with that franchise is about up. Like, I think that that would be... It'd be something that I'd be looking to move on from. And I just, I'm expecting Gruden to say, look, I like, I think we've hit our ceiling with him and I think we could do better trying something else. And I don't even know if that'll be better or worse, but maybe, maybe they do. I, I, again, I don't know. I think he probably has one more deal year where he can basically, they can just ride it out with him and just say, this is it. This is like your sink or swim year, but it Mm -hmm. feels like they're going year to year with him every year. And it, Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, like the 18th best quarterback in the league or something. I don't know it's if that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, the top of the second tier of starting quarterbacks. He is, uh, he's under contract for two more years. A lot of, well, actually not really not a ton of dead cap in any situation. Yeah. So it wouldn't and shock none me. 2022. What about him and a Watson deal? That, I mean, that, that goes to the Kawhi Leonard trade, and I like that more than Garoppolo or somebody along those lines. Um, yeah, that's it. That's interesting. And although I don't know, I feel like I feel like Houston might be cursed for the Carr family. So <laughs> that's that's a good point. Good point. I forgot about. Maybe I was just yeah. <laughs> let's avoid that if at all possible. It's a good. Call. Um, last thing I have for you before we get out of here, Anshukana. I mentioned it. And uh, we somehow got 45 minutes into the show without talking about it. It's Pro Bowl week. Oh, this man. is we're, we're all excited for the 2020-2021 virtual Pro Bowl, which is, I guess, a thing. Um, Bavada has odds for it, and uh, this is where this is gonna be my big bet for the week. This is I I just I I feel like this is where you win your money. This is where you go all in. This is the uh, the game stop of bets for <laughs> people who are paying attention to the stock market right now. Oh my God. Uh, by the way, GameStop has gone up 4,882% over the last year, just because some, some day traders got bored. Yeah. Um, so here are the odds who will win the 2020, 2021 virtual pro bowl, AFC minus two twenty, NFC plus one fifty five at Bavada. Where are you putting your money? I will take the dogs in that game, and I have no. So, are they just playing a video game? Like, I assume that's what they're doing. Some somebody's playing it. I'm not. Like, I, <laughs> I have I, my interest in the gen, the regular Pro Bowl is so low. I, I, my interest in a virtual Pro Bowl is non-existent. So, I know that the, there will be a simulation. I believe players are playing. I don't know that for a fact. Me either. 
So yeah. unfortunately, it's it's a very educated opinion. I would take it. For well, you heard it here first. Anshukana backs this with financially 100%. <laughs> NFC <laughs> plus 155. Put all of your savings on it and uh, reap the rewards next week and roll that into our Pro Bowl prop. Sorry. Yeah, our, pro, our virtual Pro Bowl prop bets. <laughs> That's a uh, deranged gambler, but yep. uh, <laughs> our, our Super Bowl prop bets and uh, other stuff, which we'll talk about next time. Uh, until then. I've been Chris Hordell. He's been Anshikana. We thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.